0: Welcome to episode number 89 of the Betty Yet Podcast. I'm Tim Crisp, your host. Better yet, it's a long-form interview podcast featuring musicians talking about influence, talking about writing, talking about being around. I mean, let's try a new approach here with the intro. We'll see what happens. This could be a new direction, or this could be the equivalent of Poochie on the Betty Yet Podcast, or Roy. The meta commentary on Pucci shout out to my friends fellow Simpsons fans and my guests this week Sarah Bertoldo and Matthew Carroll of see-through dresses are on the show I always thought I always thought that this song would make for a really good sample for a hip-hop track but like my my favorite hip-hop beats are are the saddest ones possible so maybe I'm a little off here. And I also thought maybe you know it's something that I could talk over. It could give a little bit of a little bit of levity to the whole idea of just me talking. But you know, this is it's a good it's a good little sad backing track. I was too sad to even consider doing something last week. I was so sick, but I'm feeling better. I'm feeling I mean, my voice is still a little off, but uh, feeling much better than I was last week. Feeling a little strange. Um, still recovering from a surreal weekend, and I don't I don't normally like to go into like long intro stories on the show. Kind of like to keep it tight. Um, and specifically, I, I don't normally talk at great lengths about wrestling, but I mean, you you, you all gotta hear about the weekend I had. So, I went, to a, I went to a show, a WWE live event at the United Center in Chicago. I went with my friends Aaron and Logan and Pat Creed. Pat Creed is, uh, is one of my best friends. And, uh, and he got us tickets to this show. And he got them through a friend of his who wrestles for WWE, a wrestler named Bailey. And Bailey is a former women's champion. She is uh, one of the, really just like one of the most exciting wrestlers in the world today. She's done uh, tremendous work um, in NXT, which is like the WWE developmental and now a former WWE women's champion. Uh, And she used to wrestle in independent promotions back in the day. Pat Creed worked for a promotion called Shimmer, so he's known Bailey for quite some time. I mean, amongst some of Bailey's you know, most important moments in wrestling uh, was a main event match in NXT against Sasha Banks uh, for the NXT Women's Title. This was August of 2015, and. Not only was it the main event, but this was the best match of the year in NXT, in WWE, and in my opinion, in all of pro wrestling. And they've continued on like past NXT and now in WWE, both of them former champions. Anyway, we go to the United Center, and we got we got some really good tickets. We went to the show. We had a great time something that was mentioned beforehand that I didn't really want to I didn't want to bank on until it happened but Pat creed was like, "Hey, Bailey and Sasha want to go out to dinner, get some drinks after." And that's what happened. I, I hung out with with two of the freaking biggest uh stars on the planet. Had tacos. It was incredible. It was a lot of fun, too. They, they were they were sweet, and they were, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's an insane thing, I guess, to, you know, I guess to put it into, like, a music equivalent. It's like when you go and see a band that you really like, and then you talk to someone from that band about how much you like Husker or, or, you know, the, the things that you both love as fans, the things that brought you together um, and got you interested in what you're interested in. So talking to two people who are doing something that's so incredible, uh, you know, wrestling and bringing women's wrestling into a totally higher tier As it's an exciting thing for me, and I think it was an exciting thing for, you know, uh, all of us who were at that table to just be like happy. That's what was going on right now. It It was a it was a it was a it was a moment. It felt great. And I think one of the coolest things to be able to talk to those two about was going to that show and just seeing all these all these little girls there who were so stoked about seeing Bailey. And Sasha Banks, you know, and, and having, having heroes of their own to look up to was, was really incredible. And We had tacos and everybody got lit the fuck up except for me. You know, I was just drinking Diet Cokes, but we all piled into cars and then went to Alice's in Logan Square and closed down the bar. I closed down the bar with fucking Bailey and, and Sasha Banks and my friends. It was crazy. It was it was insane and that's my story and uh and we'll get to the interview but first word from our sponsor are you a fan of hot riffs and tasty licks well what about hot sauce and tasty lits omelets that is jordansomelets.com is cranking up the fun and whisking to the beat of their own drum Turn your online food blog experience all the way up to 11 with Roswell kid semi-guitarist Jordan Hudkins as he travels down the path from mediocrity to superiority. That's Jordansalmuts.com. All right. Sarah Bertoldo and Matt Carroll from See-Through Dresses are on the show this week. See-Through Dresses are a band from Omaha, Nebraska. They released their debut LP in 2014, self-released it, and then toured the heck out of it, and it started to pick up, getting re-released a couple times along the way before the band ended up on Tiny Engines, who would also re-release it, along with an EP called End of Days, and a new LP, Horse of the Other World, their second LP last June. Horse of the Other World, not a departure, I'm voting we all let that word just die, not a departure. But really, just a serious exploration in synth and goth tones and on top of great, great songwriting. Two tremendous talents, super sweet humans, and wonderful house guests. They stayed the night before we watched some Degrassi, The Next Generation, Betty at podcast at gmail.com. Hit me up if you want to talk to Grassy. And then they rolled right out of bed and into the interview seat. So let's get to it. We'll start with a song. This is Pretty Police, followed by my interview with Sarah Bertoldo and Matthew Carroll. Suburb of Chicago, excellent. Of course, I. You know, I. I, I was just telling the story; it's fresh in my mind, so I'm going to tell it to you. You know the part where they're they're sitting on the on the car hood, and they're waiting for the plane. <laughs> and and Garth says to Wayne, "Do you ever find Bugs Bunny, bunny? attractive when you put on a dress, pretending to be a girl?" No?
1: Bunny.
0: That was ad libbed. <laughs> really yeah mike myers had no idea so that reaction is totally genuine <laughs> It just so that genetic. like no <laughs> no so fucking good i love that yeah. shit so much because yeah it was i was i went into like a deep dive with people uh on the internet talking about being attracted to cartoon characters and i was like <laughs> St- it's like, totally weird? a
2: thing it's totally a thing okay, uh a thing. A weird one to admit balto Balto? Maybe it had something to do, and it's like a, that's yeah, I mean, that's... Well,
0: who's who Balto? Balto
2: was like a, this handsome cartoon wolf. Uh-huh. Maybe it was because he was voiced by Kevin Bacon that made it a little bit more sexy? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Kevin
0: Bacon, he, he, that guy just exudes sexiness <laughs> from like 1981 to present. Mm-hmm. Never, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Kevin Bacon. Yeah, nothing's that sexy like Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. But yeah, twice. I was like, I was like, I was like looking back, and I was like, was I attracted to
2: any of these? Any of these cartoon characters? I can't
0: really tell. But anyway, how would you two meet?
2: Um, we had a mutual friend, Bryce. Yeah, uh-huh. high, school. Um, high school. High school. Oh, you're in high school. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was a year ahead of Matt. Okay. Um, I'd always like wanted to play music with someone, and I couldn't find people yeah. to play with. Um. But yeah, Bryce was just like, "Hey, let's go to my friend um Matt's house." And we just like we just started playing together and it was just like one of those moments where we were just like, "Wow, this is really cool." Yeah.
0: yeah. So were, were you in you were you in the same high school or you went we to was, separate high schools? Yeah, we
2: went to the same, hi- we same high we went to Burke school. High School. Uh-huh. Um Burke high. yeah.
0: Was it in uh Omaha proper
3: or like mm-hmm. outside Omaha? It was Kind of toward the suburbs of Omaha, but still in Omaha. Yeah, yeah. West Omaha. I West, guess. Yeah, West Omaha is kind of right. A little bit out of the main city. Area. Is, it,
0: is Omaha just kind of like a, I've never been, but does it, does it have like a, a bustling like downtown region? Or is yes. it kind of it does? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Omaha. So
2: yeah, uh, I guess yeah. The eastern part is and like downtown is bustling, but then there's also like these little neighborhoods like Benson and Dundee, and then. Uh, Blackstone. Yeah, Blackstone. But then there's, like, West Omaha, which is, like, mostly white kids. Uh-huh. And, yeah. You know. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: This is, this is <laughs> Northwest <laughs> Chicago right yeah. here. Um, so, your folks still there?
3: Everybody still yep. around?
2: Yep. Uh, both my parents are still there.
3: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, same. Well, my dad lives in Columbus, Nebraska, but my mom's still in Omaha.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, when, when do they separate? Uh
3: freshman year of high school I think.
0: yeah yeah uh you got siblings yep i have
3: a older brother
0: yeah what's what's his story
3: <laughs> uh still lives in omaha he worked for a, a cable company for a long time and then he actually just resigned there for a new job but i don't know what the job is exactly uh-huh <laughs> he's explained it to me before but i don't really understand
0: <laughs> what he does how much but, older than, than you is he? Uh, he's
3: like four years older. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I yeah, also yeah.
2: have a sibling that is four years older than me, a sister.
0: Oh, okay. So you got yeah, that. Yeah, we yeah, have
2: similar um, That's a g ga- That's enough of a
0: gap,
3: right? Like mm-hmm. four years. Four years. Yeah, so like we your...
2: weren't, we, I didn't attend high school with her.
3: Uh-huh. So yeah. She had already graduated. I think my brother and I had like one year overlap oh, really? where I was a freshman and he was a senior. Yeah. If I remember right. Yeah. Was
0: he was he into music or is he yeah, has yeah he's he got an this he's an artist too mystery? oh okay. yeah he's
3: an artist too he he does all kinds of stuff with mixed media uh, he
2: also did our um album yeah. album artwork for the oh, okay, first yeah. record okay
0: yeah I saw I saw Carol credit on
3: there yeah and he's, that's him he's uh he's really good with that stuff and uh huh um so
0: was there music in the house when you were growing up yeah
3: yeah yeah my dad played guitar and um, what was he into he was into Uh, a lot of kansas yes pink floyd all right which pink floyd uh the one that i grew up on was wish you were here okay like that's what you always played i straight up i straight up just
0: listened to that for the first time like recently because i i don't know i like i i grew up with a lot of music but uh a lot of the classic rock like my parents were into it but they didn't like stay there yeah so there's like a good amount of like classic rock discovery that i've done like after the fact but being so into punk growing up i was like no pink floyd is fucking dumb
2: i felt the same way i just got into pink floyd (laughs) right this past year because matt wanted those records on vinyl i was like oh i should actually like maybe sit down and listen to these so yeah Yeah. wish you were here and animals because it's
0: just like it's like fucking it's space rock with no vocals for like 20 yeah, minutes for
3: sure it i gets... was
0: so down with that i put on dark side of the moon like recently too because like like i've been i've been finding out that i that i that i like a lot of things that i told <laughs> myself that i would never like and it's it's great getting old is cool um <laughs> but like dark side of the moon i was like yeah, i don't know i don't know about this and then we, we listened to wish you were here on a car ride. And I'm, like, to the extent that, like, I'd, I've never heard that. Well, I've heard that song before, but it's not, like, like one that I've heard a million times. So it was pretty all, all of it was pretty fresh to me. I was like, dude, this band's fucking dope. I'm so down with this. Yeah,
3: yeah they're pretty fun. And then one of, the, one of the other things, too, from my childhood with music was uh, my mom, Sarah, hates this band, but uh, Yes. Yeah. The band Yes. All right. We used to have, like my mom would light a bunch of candles and we would all like dance to yes in the dark no way you never heard that
2: <laughs> that's really interesting
3: and it was uh-huh. like it was really fun
2: but yeah. your, your mom also likes good music too like sonic U.
3: hey uh-huh.
0: yes is yeah. good music okay get it <laughs> that's a, like I, I i'm just i'm starting on that one too it's like king Crimson has been introduced to me as like being okay and because you know like frip Robert Fripp did all these records with yeah. Eno, like holy shit, that stuff is so good. Mm, and he did great. all these Bowie records too. Mm-hmm. So now it's like okay, like maybe King Crimson is cool, and now people <laughs> are saying like, all right, here's where you start with Yes. I'm still like, I'm still like looking at it and being like, let me just like, I'm still basking in in, the, in what Fripp was doing with David Bowie. I don't need to like sure. get too into it yet. I think but.
3: Yes is a little bit of a harder sell. I I acknowledge that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: Let's say it's, that's I I like that awareness though.
3: Like having that just feeling,
0: like yeah, I know. It's like it's lame. But they were but they're they're into cool stuff too. They're into Sonic I'm sorry, sorry. They were oh, also yeah.
2: into
3: <laughs> Sonic Youth. Yeah. And, I, I yeah mean, Matt
2: I'm, hated Sonic Youth because yeah, it was like his his mom's I, band. Right? I had
3: a I had a weird phase there uh, where you know, my mom and uh my mom would listen to like a lot of really really good music that I love now but since uh-huh. since I was like 16 and or 16 or 17 right, you're supposed you just... to hate everything your parents like so yeah exactly so you know she'd play like sonic youth and i'd be like oh i don't like this yeah <laughs> and, God, then, and then and then you know so
0: I, so lame Why are and they then by the time i was 19 five exactly <laughs> yeah.
3: and by the time i was 19 i was listening to all the records right on she
0: rub um, it in your face you play those records and she's like you know just kind of sounds like
3: the middle of washing machine right here <laughs> i don't know if i ever told her that i didn't like it uh-huh. i think i always secretly did like it i was yeah just like, uh-huh. I, had to, I had to put up the front yeah, that yeah. i was like oh, i don't yeah i don't like this my mom listens to
0: that Uh uh-huh you
3: get along with both of them though very well yeah was your dad teaching you how to play guitar or would you yeah he showed me some stuff um he doesn't really play anymore but um that's actually one of my favorite possessions he ended up giving me his his acoustic guitar yeah what kind is it it's like an old alvarez from the 80s i think yeah that's great maybe 70s actually yeah but i still use that i record with it all the time Uh uh-huh when did you
0: start recording uh were you doing so you were doing stuff before you did the first see see-through dresses record yeah
3: i kind of you know like anything it started as a hobby i'd always been interested in it Uh uh-huh like i think a lot of musicians have that like when you're young you you know you record things on your tape deck or something with the augs input or whatever right you know when we got computers they came with they came with like a primitive sound recording tool with a really crappy like computer yeah. microphone right sure and then like oh what does this do <laughs>
0: whoa okay and
3: so you know the interest was there from early on and then yeah. i started getting a little more serious about it like in college and started uh-huh. recording a couple local bands um what, is that what you went to school for no no i just kind of uh learned that by playing with people and, yeah and what did you go to college for uh i was an english major
0: what you got who you what were you doing there
3: uh I was mostly a rhetoric and composition focus. Yeah. But also creative writing. Yeah. We were you uh, writing essays? Yeah. Wrote essays and stuff. And, yeah.
0: What kinda what kinda
3: like rhetoric focus were you on? This is this is like where I'm at, where I am. Right oh right. Now. I did a lot of critical theory and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But, but yeah, just really essays. I guess technically I did have a creative writing emphasis more than anything, so I did like a lot of creative non fiction. That's what I ended up doing.
0: Yeah. Same. Yeah. There was a Joan Didion documentary recently. I was, was I telling you about that, or was I telling? I was telling Nate about Nate, that. Yeah, Nate, Nate got really Nate, excited about Nate's that. Nate's
3: really into Wallace. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, That's a lot of it. so what about you? You had the you had a four year old, or yeah, four year difference between your you and mm-hmm. your sister.
2: Um, yeah, my parents are also divorced. When uh-huh. I was, Like in elementary school, um, my sister is also. Um, a musician she sings and she plays piano but she does like yeah. R&B. Oh really? They're completely different people.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. What kind of R&B? Like like smooth R&B like, or is
4: it like
2: You know, it's so funny because like I mean, I grew up listening to what she did. Uh-huh. So 90s R&B. Right. Love Mary J. Blige. 90- <laughs> yeah. Aaliyah. Uh TLC. Yeah. Oh uh-huh. yeah,
0: god. Yeah. TLC was like the greatest fucking group Absolutely. for a 3-year period, mm-hmm. like bar none i love that i love D'Angelo. that fucking name. yeah um so you, you so you grew up listening to that and like yeah, that and was then, that and was then, cool yeah, though
2: so yeah this is the thing what happened was she grad she graduated and she uh-huh. moved she went to unl and then i just started listening to rock and roll right that was where the, how
0: did that happen
2: i don't know were your parents really. in music my dad is um really into santana he yeah grew up in San Francisco he plays the congas. hell yeah um my mom is first
0: four Santana <laughs> records are fucking great so good yeah
2: um and my mom is a dancer uh-huh so uh-huh. yeah there's there's music were
0: our, they our were Christmas. they both like were they did they meet in San francisco
2: uh no, they met in omaha, oh okay. so yeah, my dad was in the air force oh okay so yeah there's off at air force base uh-huh. But he grew up, did he grow up,
0: like, in the Mission, like, where all of that, like, Santana stuff yeah. was happening? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, he moved to... Okay, so he's from the Philippines. Both my parents are from the Philippines. Uh-huh. He immigrated to the U.S. when he was 10. Yeah. So, okay, let's see. 1951. So he was 60s. Okay. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> what a crazy uh-huh. time. <laughs> crazy <laughs> time. To, they saw so some of all the Of all the cities to move to... To the U.S. Right. San Francisco. San Francisco and the
0: CISP. Oh my God. So much. Yeah, that's crazy. And that was like, you know, going back to like places where like different things are happening, like and just like, you know, four block radiuses. Mm-hmm. So wild. So that, but, and then they went to, they went to, uh, you know, the, the cultural capital that is Omaha <laughs> in, in the 70s or the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, was uh, it just like, is that, was that kind of like his last stop? with the air I force. I guess so. Yeah. Uh-huh. And
2: then I don't know the exact story of how they met, but they did meet. Yeah. And then they had my sister and then they had me.
0: Uh-huh. So <laughs> so was so what how did the the rock and roll path happen now that now that um, you're not getting now that Leah has passed and <laughs> So TLC. My,
2: my sister and I loved the Chili Peppers yeah. when, we were, when we were kids. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> that, was my fir- that was my first concert. Really? I was um, 12 or 13. She what She took era? me to, uh, this was post- californication so this is 2000 standing in line
0: to see the show <laughs> no no, no that wasn't out yet okay the okay. Uh,
2: the, okay the big californication i remember so that seeing other the video to and... like scar tissue yeah so like oh my god what a sweet guitar lick yeah um fuck it man that guy can play guitar i love like, john fouchante everybody still. in that
0: everybody in that band is really really good at like except for anthony in my <laughs> opinion but everybody's we
2: just talking about this at our day trotter right yeah. everybody's good <laughs> at their instruments mm-hmm.
0: yeah I that's, do a, think, that's
2: a thing I think, you can I say. think Anthony Kiedis is just like that guy who's charismatic uh-huh. and just can come up with stuff like that. Yeah, And that's totally. why he's in the band. Yeah. Because you, you need someone to stay- Well, who's going to sing? Crazy Flea? Shit. Flea? Yeah.
0: Is Hillel going to sing? That wouldn't have worked out so great. <laughs> uh-huh. So. But
2: yeah. Um, that
0: was a good behind the music if you've <laughs> never seen it. <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah. But, hey. Yeah,
2: yeah, uh, Chili Peppers and Foo Fighters opened up. Yeah. Two thousand. Wow, it's pretty
0: fun. It's crazy to think that the Foo Fighters opened for bands now mm. that they're like the mega, the mega rock they're, experience. Yeah, they're still doing. They just stadiums. played at Wrigley Field. He was like in a, <laughs> he like was in a wheelchair because he hurt his leg or something. Oh, was it, that? it was so funny. Like you look at these like pictures. Uh, that people took and Dave Kroll's just sitting there with his like leg like at a ninety degree angle like in a cast and he's just playing fucking everlong or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how did you how did you start playing music?
2: Um, my sister was trying to learn how to play guitar and uh-huh. then she became disinterested in it and there was like a shitty acoustic guitar just yeah. sitting in my house and I was like oh, I play violin oh, I can oh figure, you are playing violin yeah I can figure this out yeah um how long
0: how when did you start playing violin
2: um I <laughs> I started playing violin in elementary school uh-huh and that's a weird story <laughs> right because um okay you know the like th- there's like this toy that you sh there's like you blow into it, and then there's a net with a ball, and you blow into it and then mix the ball float. Okay. So, anyways, like at the end of the school year, I saw one kid with this little ball floaty device, and I uh-huh. was like, Where'd you get that? Right. And she's all like,
0: like Oh, my I God. got it. Started, <laughs> <I> started playing <laughs> violin, got, and they gave it, us one.
2: I got it in orchestra. Uh huh. I signed up for orchestra uh-huh. the next God. year to <laughs> get the toy? And I played. I played <laughs> violin for four <laughs> years. How long did you play with that
0: toy? The entire time, uh, oh, I'm sure. When you started telling I, that story, you remember... You, hold on, you remember The Simpsons when the, it ends with the... It the ends ball with, in a cup. No, no well, the ball in <laughs> a cup was great. Oh, you never know which way this crazy ball's going to go. But I love it. There's, the, there's one where like, Marge and Homer like, come together. It might have been the Stonecutters episode, and she's like, uh, you know that's you're that's part that. of another really special club, and only two members have special rings, and Bart and Lisa are like, Yeah! I was talking about our (laughs) wedding rings
2: Yeah, it's a good episode
0: yeah, those aren't easy to find, by the way. Like, if you ever wanted to find like a special <laughs> ring like that that makes you, that noise, text
2: me if you if you. Have I final. will.
0: I will. I'll. I'll send them to you. I'll send you a care package of twelve. <laughs> so, so you you were playing violent. Do You retain. Do you retain a lot of that theory? Or I, is... you
2: know, I I really haven't. I uh-huh. just it wasn't for me. I yeah. just It was just a thing that I did, and then I picked up um, guitar, and I, I'm at the first. Thing that I figured out how to play was Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Uh-huh. And then, like, really later, yeah, later, just, like, figured it out, and I remember there was, my rock and roll moment was, like, learning how to play, um, Celebrity Skin. Yeah. And I was, like, in my, you know, just imagine a 13-year-old girl. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, make In me Omaha, over. Nebraska. Holy shit, yeah, <laughs> Just, yeah, like, yeah. figuring out the chords to, um, yeah, to Celebrity Skin on her bed, and then getting on the bed, and then, right. like... You know dunna, shit. <laughs> dunna, dunna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was so stoked and started headbanging. Hell that yeah! Was it.
0: That was it. Fuck yeah! That rules. So so then how much? Then you you all meet her. You meet in high school. Was it like late mm-hmm. high school? I, yeah, I had graduated
2: of... and Matt was, I guess, a senior. Uh huh. Yeah, kind of. And so then late, high I school, had like this. School. I had this connection with him and I really wanted to play with him. He was like in a band. I was like, can I be in your band? Uh huh. And then it kind of like fizzled out, and then um, I don't know how much time had passed when I needed a guitarist again. I'd say it
3: was maybe two or three years. Yeah, so two years
2: later, I I was starting to play shows again, but I hated being by myself. Uh huh. Is that that what you you were doing? Oh, it's tough. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So I needed someone else, and then I was like, i know matt carroll he plays guitar yeah and i just asked him and all over myspace there oh, myspace <laughs> hell yeah send him a myspace message uh-huh
0: so wait, were you in school at the time or were you just hanging out no yeah
2: fuck school <laughs> yeah
0: all you need is that all you need is that twinkle twinkle little star yeah. on your guitar you don't need to go to fucking college so you started playing together. Was and was, was Nate there from the start too? No. no. So we had
2: we had a first band that fizzled out.
0: Oh, okay. So this is this is pre yeah. Yeah. C3 eh, it's, it's, yeah it's kind we, of fun. we don't it need was, to yeah, get it's, into it. it's uninteresting. It. But, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, that band had ended, and me and Matt were itching to play again. Uh huh. And it was just like hard to find drummers. Yeah. So always. I got invited to go to a show at um, this bar called the Sydney. Um. And we saw a little nineteen-year-old Nate playing. And uh-huh. He was just like, just blazing, he was just shredding. That and man, I was, was like, so I kind of just like turned to Matt and I was like, this kid is so good. Yeah. And um, I ended up meeting him later that night, and he was uh-huh. like, he was holding a pitcher of beer. Yeah. And I was like, you're nineteen. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, it's cool. You don't even need a cup. <laughs> I like, I, 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 really wanted to play Fall with into him. A
0: bush on the And I was
2: like, hey, do you like? Sonic Youth? Uh-huh. You, like Pavement? And he's like, yeah! And It's yeah. like, cool, let's meet uh-huh. up and play. Right. Uh, months later, he told me he had never listened to any of those bands. I
0: love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> was, it, was that kind of the, for you two, were those kind of the musical connections, like from the onset? Those you know. were big
3: ones. I think also one of them that comes to mind was Elliot Smith too. Yeah. But yeah, we were both really getting into a lot of early 90s Stuff uh-huh. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, Sonic Youth through the 80s, too. Yeah, Sonic too, yeah, Youth was sure. a big
2: one for me. And um, I also thought it was, like, a good idea to, like, have weird tunings. Yeah. Uh, and Do you now, still play with now a lot have, of them? Now you have to, pl- like, bring an extra guitar. To yeah, Because, like, yeah, yeah. like, I'm not going to, like, detune four of my strings yeah. no, mid-set and then terrible. bring it back up again. Like, uh-huh. it's stupid. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's such um, a it's such
0: a it's such a bummer to watch like people who are doing that and like playing one song and it's like yeah that yeah. song was dope but high <laughs> yeah <laughs> Ten it's minutes yeah after it's,
2: it's kind of it's inefficient to do that yeah but it's also like it's fun to play in different tunings I mean, and that yeah, it, it, it makes you think about the the fretboard differently and right shapes and like are the different. types of
0: voicings that you can do and kind of like what you can you know maybe add with your uh your loose finger that mm-hmm. you got. Mm-hmm. Um, so w- when you started, was it was it kind of just the intention of playing local and like maybe recording something? Mm.
3: I don't know. I guess for me, I just when when Sarah, you know, back before see through dresses even was a thing, I just remember being really excited that she sent me that MySpace message. <laughs> yeah, because um, you know that at that time, I was like. Not really playing a lot. I mm-hmm. was focused on school and not really super happy. <laughs> yeah. Because I think music was always a thing that I really wanted to do, and uh, so I think when it started, it was really just straight up. I just wanted to have fun and play some songs and yeah. write some songs. Yeah, for sure. And I'd had a couple bands where, you know, they they kind of ended really fast, and I was really a little bit discouraged by it
0: just that's not chloe for the listeners at home so now she,
3: chloe's very knocked very out. rested and yeah knocked out right now <laughs> yeah as long as is,
0: there's not like a window for her to see through she doesn't bark at anything so you're both kind of coming at it and just being like yes all right cool this is a there's a place for you to write songs there's a place for you to continue to write songs but not have to do the fucking open mic night mm-hmm. yeah. um what was the scene in Omaha, like like at the time for that type of music, you know, Omaha is like one of those places like Chapel Hill or Athens, Georgia, where you're just you're always going to be associated with Mm -hmm. a part of the past. Is was there a lot of like that kind of guitar rock that you were doing, like happening around you? No,
2: actually. So okay, post Saddle Creek, yeah. Um, everyone was doing a lot of folk. Yeah, and it was just like so over acoustic guitars yeah so i just wanted to do something loud and also not a lot of like aside from the faint not a whole lot of like synth bands
0: right so since we're since we're present from the very beginning too mm-hmm. yeah have you, have you and you both had them and you both were mm-hmm. yeah we were I both know. really interested in it uh uh-huh. cuz it's like it's, it's funny the evolution that that instrument has in your band mm-hmm. cuz you listen to the first record and like they they kind of color things and like maybe maybe at the end of the self-titled record they kind of like come to a little bit more prominence but the mm-hmm. the moment horse starts it's like whoa okay all right yeah. this is this is the synth world mm-hmm. so um you know was it i guess like you know that evolution doesn't happen overnight but is it um you know were you were you playing with them in your live show from the onset or was that just kind of like a recorded element on the first record
2: it was more recorded element sometimes we would bring we had a we had a synth in the beginning but it you know um it's hard Uh to bring it on tour yeah totally it's like not like i've heard someone say it's either too quiet or it's too loud yeah like in the monitor yeah for sure um so i mean the last, like, course, we were just like, fuck it, we're bringing a second bass rig. Yeah. Because, like, well, everyone plays synth, mm-hmm. minus Nate, but Nate has a drum pad. It right. was just like, there's no other, like, we're going to play uh-huh. small clubs that can't, right, you know, <laughs> you know can't, uh, yeah, that are yeah, not yeah. well equipped. Uh-huh. So we, we started doing that. But, yeah, in the beginning, it was kind of just like, it was a thing that we always wanted to do, but it was hard to do it right. Uh-huh.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just like you know maybe something you like mess with a band practice or like you're thinking about it like after the fact like oh okay like this line would you know work really well and like this verse something mm-hmm. along those lines and then so you know is that I guess which comes first is it is it like we're gonna we're gonna play live with synths and then write songs with that intention or is it like you know you you put together the first song on on horse and you're like there's really no other way to do this so we got to figure out how to do it live
3: I think it's the the latter yeah. yeah yeah we we had been I mean Sarah and I both have our own demoing processes and it just turned out that <coughs> both of us were like utilizing all kinds of software instruments and uh-huh. um and our hardware synths too and it just became pretty clear that that's kind of where we were going, and then yeah, we that's pretty much what we we actually literally said we're just gonna record this because this is where we want to go with the synths, yeah, and, and then we'll figure it out like in rehearsal. Yeah, I like fact, that. I mean, you know? it's
0: it's like if if the if the pronouncement of like the first song on that record like isn't enough to just say like this is this is what we're doing it does feel like you know you're listening to and it's like okay there's there's so much intentionality to like not only the start of this record but the process that like both of you as as separate songwriters are where you're working you know with that in the forefront as opposed to you know how can you color like Mm -hmm. the guitar rock but going going back to the beginning though you recorded that first records that first record yourself
3: we recorded um all of them mostly ourselves. Yeah. At this point. Um yeah, the first one was entirely in our house 100%. Mm-hmm.
0: How long were you how long were you sitting on those songs? Was that was that a long it process? Long, yeah. It
3: was a little while because some of those songs were carried over from the previous band. Mm-hmm. Um you know like kind of later songs that we were excited about but then the band was done. Yeah. You know. Wh- which songs were those? Um Happy was one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm uh yeah that makes the i think you... hey, how do you because that one's got that glass. one's got a lot of glass drive was to pretty it old. Yeah. yeah glass was an old one
0: that you played happy last night right that's the second uh, song last... i'm bad with song no. titles if i don't have them
2: the one we did from the first record was you get Sick again yeah that was the one
3: <laughs> where my guitar stopped working
0: that was that was so fun though it you came. Was, I love it you. Funny. You come back and you're and you're like second verse. And I was like, fuck yeah, <laughs> that was so dope. I I know that that wasn't fun for you at all. Oh, that was fun. I mean, yeah. it, when
3: <laughs> stuff like that happens, you just throw your hands up and say, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> just like, just, all right,
0: just, give, give me this pedal. Get out of here. Yeah. I'm just plugging directly and going. Um Weird. But so I guess like when you're looking at, you know, you you make in the, you make that record, and then what do you? Do you, you put it out yourself mm-hmm. initially? Yeah,
2: yeah, the first record, we just, I mean, everything was done by ourselves. We re- more, I guess, Matt recorded it. Um, the only thing that he didn't do, I guess, was master it, and then we paid for oh, it mi- to be. Mixing, too.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, JJ, J-J, JJ mix J- Our friend JJ, who also mixed Horse of the Other World. Yeah. Um, really amazing engineer and friend. Uh, he, he mixed it, but uh-huh. yeah. We recorded everything so then
0: like let's let's walk through i guess that cycle because eventually you know was it rainbow presses it mm-hmm. and golden sound oh, yeah. releases it in a different form yeah. there yeah. in kansas city mm-hmm. right and then we got sludge this charming oh, yeah. man in europe yeah. and is it like and this is happening over the course of a couple years, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so is it is it each time someone's like, "Hey, uh we'd like this record, we'd like to you know we'd like to put it out for you in Kansas City, hey, mm-hmm. we'd like to put it out for you in Europe um that has to be like such a wild and
3: sort of reinvigorating process yeah, each time
2: very flattering yeah,
3: it definitely kept kept the wind in our sails. Uh-huh. um to have the continued interest over over that span of time from different people. Right. And uh, and then of course tiny en- when tiny engines came into the picture, I think everything like really kind of settled and got really solid and we felt like okay, we can we can really do this. Right. You know. And you you kind of like build to that label. That label is like so
0: carved out for for what you're doing. And is it like I mean, you put that out and then um you're touring a little bit. Or are you? Are you doing full tours?
3: We put it out and immediately did a four-week uh-huh. mm-hmm. DIY tour.
2: Yeah, yeah, we um, did.
3: It was like pretty soon after.
2: It was um, okay. So it came out in November of 2013, and I think Nate was still in school at the time, so we waited until the summer to go on tour. Uh huh. And we went out from I think like May 30th to like. July first, yeah, and that uh, our bass player who's still with us, Alex, uh-huh. was on that was on that trip. He was our, th- I guess, fourth. I was playing bass for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, he was our fourth <laughs> bass player, and he's been with us since then. Yeah, which was yeah. like crazy because like I think he joined like. Maybe two months prior to that, and I was just like, "Hey, right. do you want to get in the uh-huh. band you with
0: like f- three strangers and uh-huh.
2: play music for four weeks?"
0: Yeah, sure, why not? I picture him with a beer <laughs> pitcher in his hand too. So <laughs> is it like he did bring beer to the first? <laughs> he yeah. yeah Oh, there you go. Okay, we yeah, were yeah, trying like different people kids. out. Uh huh. And and, and I then, think then he somebody was, I somebody brought he, cartons of milk, and you're like, "Yeah, hey, I'm not <laughs> sure about this one."
2: Um. Yeah, there was three people, and he brought he brought beer
0: yeah okay yeah we got so it's just it's it's funny to look at it though you know you're doing you're doing this tour and then you know all all of a sudden like somebody's like hey we want to put this out and then you know you probably you continue to do it and then someone's like hey we want to put this out it's got to be like such a like all right okay cool is it are you feeling like yeah maybe this is like a sustainable enterprise beyond like being a Band that plays in in Omaha and like does a couple tours here and there.
3: I mean, yeah. At that time, when we put out the the first one on our own, I think the idea was we're gonna do this and we're gonna really go for it. Um, and of course, when you make a decision like that, to spend all that money and to take all that time off of your day job to go on a tour, or I think that year we did several tours. Yeah. And then of course, doing the Europe thing too was a lot of money. But you're just kind of like we're going to spend this money because this is what we want to do. We're going to give this time because this is what we want to do. And the idea is that that doesn't blow up in your face, of course. Right. <laughs> and it hasn't yet. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're feeling pretty happy about how the course of events took place. It's been and, a nice incline. Yeah. And it, and we've grown at a good pace, too. I think for our band, it was it has been just right so far. Yeah. I don't know if... I can't speak for everybody, but I wouldn't have been able to adjust to any more rapid, any of uh, any faster growth than what we had. Right, right. Um, so it's been as I
0: you're think, able to like do it more yeah. and like keep yourself like in that mindset yeah. and maybe like okay, and really get let's, to let's continue and
3: yeah, and get to get to take the time to kind of like hone your skills and stuff and yeah, not have to feel some of the more intense pressures that I think a lot of other bands maybe are thrown into. But yeah.
0: Right, because you're doing it at, at your own pace. Yeah. So your pace is a little bit, it's dictated kind of by the response that you're getting, right. which is mm-hmm. continually positive. Mm-hmm. One of the things I like about, you know, that record, and one of the things I like about, like, uh, you know, multiple song writers on a record is is looking where each person is at individually. Mm-hmm. And Matt, you seem to be uh, pretty. There's no other way to say it without landlocked, which I know has meaning in Omaha, that Bright Eyes song. But <laughs> you feel very, you feel very stuck, and 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 Sarah, you seem to have. You're sending out like warnings. It's like each each one of your songs seems to kind of start out with like, "Don't fuck with me. <laughs> you're not gonna be happy if you do." Is that, that kind
2: like like of? I like yeah. that. I I like that interpretation.
3: <laughs> sure. Yeah.
0: Well, you're you're talking you're talking mad about, about being like kind of in college and and being a little unhappy and kind of stuck doing a thing that that you didn't really see any purpose to, like yeah. other other than
3: music. Absolutely. I think, and I think that's really true. I mean, in my life and in my writing. Um that's you know the the feeling of uh, of being stifled or something you know yeah kind of stopped in your tracks or yeah just stuck yeah just being stuck i think that's a common feeling for a lot of people in in the midwest um especially in in omaha yeah uh for whatever reason I'm you sure can't go anywhere different, different reasons right. for everybody yeah
0: but... well i mean i think that there's I've been thinking about it a lot lately just because it's winter and it's like, it's like I live in this big city, but you know, my, my coffee shop is, is down the street. And the, uh, the only time I like venture towards downtown is when I like go to therapy once a week. And then it's like, I just like do this like straight line back and forth for months. Once it gets warm, then you can like go somewhere else. But also it's like, you know, wherever you can go on a bike. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's tough. It's a tough feeling, especially when you're, like, when you're, you're 21, 22, when you're writing those songs, yeah. too. Sure. And the uh, end of, like, high school,
3: like, fuck, yeah. like, what is this? <laughs> totally. I mean, well, and that's the thing, It's like, you, every, I think every young person at that time in their life deals with the, like, the different expectations that all of your, you know, parents or teachers right. or peers are putting on you is like what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And then trying, you know, as an artist you're battling that all the time because what you're supposed to be doing is really never what you're right doing.
0: You're putting it on the back burner yeah. and you know that there's like an amount of explaining that you have to do mm-hmm. and there's amount and an amount of an acknowledging they have to do, like, of that background. Like, yeah, I'll get to it, like, if I have to. I'm, right. I'm really trying not to. And
3: then, even, like, maybe you uh, have felt this too, being a someone who studied humanities in college. Yeah. Like, when I tell people, or at that time, when I would tell people what I was studying, like, yeah, I'm an English major. Uh-huh. You know, the what are you going to do with that question? Yeah, I got no it's fucking like, idea. <laughs> you're, you're going to school for this thing that doesn't make sense. And it's like, yeah, yeah but I like it. And it's, really
0: amazing right yeah i i like to read books mm-hmm. I oh right how silly of me <laughs> but it's sort it feels like you know a lot of a lot of your songs kind of start out with like addressing and and correct me if i'm projecting but addressing expectations that that people might have of you The line, I ask you repeatedly, am I the same as she was? Mm -hmm. Like, to me, it it just felt like, like, why is that something that I have to explain to somebody else? Or why is this something that I have to think about? Like, Mm -hmm. somebody's expectations, like, based on another person that came before me.
2: Yeah. I, like, uh, I guess for that record, it was kind of... I I would say none of those songs really are anything that happened to me personally, but Uh it's just like kind of, I don't know, alternate reality kind of situations. Like, Uh Happy is kind of like about a, I don't know, a loveless relationship, not a loveless relationship, but a relationship that has lost its spark. Yeah, And then like... Like having something catastrophic, like a car accident, and then realizing, like, oh wait, I'm I'm very lucky. Yeah. Like that's for sure. never really uh-huh. happened to me. Yeah. Um, and I'm in a happy relationship. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. I just did an arm pump it's,
3: <laughs> a celebration. I, I yeah. like the I like
2: the freedom of songwriting. Of yeah. Like you can you about can be whatever, whatever I right. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, you um, can put yourself on I mean, in and on whatever. the
2: new record, there's a song that's, like, about being, being like, uh, with someone that's cheating on someone else. That's, I don't know if that's ever happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. But there's, like... But it's fun to live that, um, I guess, uh, uh, to be that narrator. Right. And seeing that perspective.
0: Right. Explore it in your own head and, like, let it play. I mean, that's, like, yeah. that's one of the... I think one of the beautiful things is that you can, like, explore emotions and and kind of place yourself within them mm-hmm. um you know so we get but we get we get to tiny engines and and they release end of days an ep that i think is like it's really interesting to look at it in comparison to to the two records because the two records are so locked into particular sounds mm-hmm. and end of days is like you're dipping your toes in like so many different like Mm sub-genres and it's a it's a it's a fun release to like listen to in your catalog specifically because it's kind of like it feels like these are songs that have like they're not bound to anything it's just like it's a little bit exploratory like oh let me see if i can like do this little like folk song or Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know is that kind of was it was it like it felt a little bit like spare parts like songs that you'd written and then were like yeah where does this go
2: yeah sure. i mean yeah. It, it was i mean we call it our rock ep but uh-huh i mean it was really just like kind of mo- i guess more aggressive songs than the previous record yeah and it, w- it was born out of being a Touring band that just Uh wanted like oh we're just gonna put all these people to sleep yeah uh huh (laughs) you know like I love these songs but I mean maybe it's maybe it's like uninteresting to watch right yeah so it's like maybe we should just have some fun and you know um you know we we would tour with a synth and be like oh we'd walk into someone's basement and we're like Uh there's no way we're gonna fucking hear this right yeah so there I don't know I guess there's synth on on the title track but
3: yeah that's it's a,
2: very but that's subtle it. though. yeah very
0: atmospheric it's just a, it's a guitar rock record uh-huh so. i like that you because it's <laughs> like you know there's there's songs on on the first record that like will really like knock people over but in in different ways like i really wanted you to play pink noise last night but i also yeah. figure oh, I like
2: love, i love pink noise but yeah I feel you know like what it, I, I it's an like alternate it's a,
3: tuning song oh i feel that? like it's really uh-huh
2: I don't know. Maybe There's I'm those just. Songs I'm, that, like, I'm sensitive to yeah. how like people are feeling. So uh-huh. I'm like, oh man, they're just like really bored with my art project right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's tough, we have a right? fucking drum solo that goes on for like a minute and a half. Uh-huh. Like no one's gonna be into it. Uh-huh. We used to open up our sets with that. Do
3: you remember yeah. that? That was stupid. I mean, yeah, it was fun. I mean, let's I, I clear lo- the room. <laughs> I, love, I love playing uh-huh. that song, but I yeah, lo- sometimes I love it's that like yeah, it's we much. play that and people be like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" Yeah, yeah. This? Oh, I love it. But yeah, I
0: I, I, I like that you're you're just we'll like, all right, okay, time. cool. Yeah, let's. Uh, I'm gonna take you up on that. But you know, let's 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 write these songs that kind of just like bring everyone back to life a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, it's interesting to consider self-titled because you make it you make it in 2013 and you know you are in this position of you're kind of just like reaching like further and further each time it's being like re-released and reinvigorated and then by the time it gets to the tiny engines you have you reached a really really like wide audience compared to releasing it yourselves mm-hmm. in omaha and i think tiny engines like actually put that record out like A month before Horse of the Other World, right? That's like when they like something like that. But you know, whether it's like a month removed or like like six months removed from it, by the time you get to Horse of the Other World, you have this like big collection of people who have just heard you and they've just heard you do this thing and then they hear horse of the <laughs> other world and they're like what the fuck happened yeah. but yeah but that takes so much time for y'all but did yeah. was there any thought of like man this is gonna like mess with people a little bit we no, do yeah we've definitely of thought course, about yeah. that or yeah. like
2: this established like you know people who have discovered us live and see that we're a rock band uh uh-huh. like this weird artsy synth. Yeah. Color, but like, what the fuck? Right. What happened? Yeah, I came to see. What happened this? to the guitar uh-huh. solos?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: it's yeah. interesting too, like you know, listening to your records and then like there there are definitely like such differences in the way that you play. Like your your guitar solos live for some reason like pop out in such a different way, and you fucking shred, and it's like unapologetically like you know it's. Like, guitar solos, like, became uncool for a little bit, and now they're, like, coming back, but they're trying to be, like, like well, it's not, like, you know, a guitar. But you're just like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> love I love that.
3: I just kind of threw that whole thing out the window, because I, I know exactly what you mean. I'm just really happy Dinosaur Junior keeps putting albums out so that it's right. Okay. <laughs>
0: I, I love that like, especially when they like got back together with the full lineup, just how much he embraced just like, all right, I'm just gonna like yeah. rip for a minute and a half and it's mostly high and then I'm gonna go down <laughs> and I'm gonna
3: build it back
0: up. It's yeah. like it's just fun.
3: It is. And that's the thing is, you know, Sarah and I we listen to a lot of different kinds of music and we love like metallica uh-huh you know yeah i oh, love guy. it when i yeah. love it when metallica just like stops everything uh-huh. and it's like here's the guitar and it's just gonna go and he's gonna rip yeah and he's really gonna stay time.
0: like he's gonna stay like above the 15th yeah like here's
2: like here's an acoustic guitar part here's like a solo over it uh-huh here's, solo with like a harmony yeah so
0: fucking good great move so um so ben what what did uh what role did ben play on on horse of the other world
3: uh ben tracked the drums Uh uh-huh yeah so we we just did drums at a studio in omaha called arc yeah that's
0: Uh, his that's his room right Hey. Um, it's, it's him
2: and uh, Mike Mogis. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, 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 that's That's the one. It's funny, you know, like, going back to the conversation about Omaha and, and the, like, you know, the ever-present legacy of, of Saddle Creek. But, you know, then y- you do record, like, with a guy like Ben, who's just, like, been there and been doing it for so long. Mm-hmm. Is it, like... I guess how does that happen initially, like with Ben specifically, and is it is it still like a place where where people from those times like are around like I did I did read about the thing with Arenda from Azure Ray, and like it it came it sounded like pretty fucking difficult to be a young person in Omaha trying to play music. With, mm-hmm. like, a presence of, of people who, you know, are well-intentioned, sure. But, like, fucking behind the times mm-hmm. on, on what's okay and what's not. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, like, you know, it, it, I know we veered away from Ben very quickly. But, um, you know, like, how how is it? is it? Does it feel like it's a balance with, uh, you know, like, the presences of people? like that kind of the old guard of omaha just being there is it difficult for you as a as a younger band
1: hmm
2: you know all those people have had an influence on me um i do think it's like there's an, another generation of musicians now uh-huh. that are playing so I, I, don't, I don't really feel like they play as much anymore it's like a it's like a new scene yeah. But it their influence is definitely still there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Still present.
3: I think for the time that Sarah and I came up um I don't know if for me if it will ever go away like uh the feeling of measuring my work against against uh kind of what you're referring to as the old guard. Yeah. Um you know, I grew up listening to Azure Ray like uh-huh. that was on my in my stereo for yeah weeks yeah, at a time sure. you know what i mean like so there's always yeah like sarah's saying there's always going to be a major influence from from all of those bands but i don't think that it really makes for me it makes it difficult to create or to be a part of the community uh-huh i think it's just um it's more more just encouraging it's just a thing to work on uh-huh. just to keep yeah. moving forward yeah that's yeah. all
0: so Ben Ben worked with you on the EP, Mixed It, right? Is, it, is it, Does that happen just because he's Ben and he's around? Or is he like, yo, what's up? I like what you're doing. Hit me up.
2: Um, I think we just wanted someone different to... I, I guess JJ wasn't available. He had moved uh-huh. from Omaha to Portland. So it was just like, eh, I guess we should use our resources. Yeah. this yeah. like world-class studio. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Ben had did the Pile record.
0: Yo, I was um, going to ask about that Pile it was, record.
2: But yeah. not the new one. It was, what was the record? He did Hair before. Shirt. He did that yeah. one, before, but he but did another one the, before the that too.
0: Oh, really? Um, yeah. Oh, God, He's what was it? He's done two with them now, I believe. Oh, okay. What I heard with him and Pile is that he was like, please come here and make a record. Mm-hmm. I don't he, know if that's true or not.
2: To, yeah, yeah, so yeah, Pile recorded there, and then I think the Hair Shirt yeah the record was i think ben, ben traveled to traveled Boston, to them yeah like, or, or wherever. um yeah so i was like oh cool like
0: he knows at least one thing yeah it's like
2: and that and was like such a different album for like different type of music for him to do like he yeah. I mean, He did some desa stuff mm-hmm. and but he did like arenda and like simon Joyner and uh-huh. all this like first aid kit like really lush beautiful stuff right oh wait he can yeah do rock records yeah totally of course
3: definitely from our perspective we felt like there wasn't anything we could throw at him that he wouldn't handle perfectly yeah and we were really thrilled with how he treated it Yeah.
0: yeah well it sounds like that record like i think landscape is a word that attaches to it and like comparing bands to other bands is something that I think is like a little faulty, but the one that gets attached to that record is disintegration sure. by The Cure, and I think that that's pretty yeah, spot on. Totally
2: fine with that. Yeah, comparison.
0: It's just like so like oral, and it's just such a like, it's it's a really really like evocative universe that 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 whole thing exists in, and kind of just like the the way it opens and how you kind of are always like in that like world that you hear at the beginning of it did it like as you're like working with the synths like more and more do you feel like you're almost like like oh this is what we can do like if we
3: just use these tones hmm. um yeah definitely i i think uh synths are so fun that way they kind of show you new things all the time yeah. without you even really having to try. And that's that's a part of learning how to use a new piece of, of gear, a new synthesizer. Mm-hmm. In general, you know, the best instruments kind of inspire you to create yeah. new things. Totally. At, at least, I mean, even if it's not new. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say, it. like, anything that we did on that record is really indebted to a lot of past influences. But uh, does that does that i i this is just like from a writer perspective of like reading
0: a lot of of criticism and and finding like a problem with that like that trope it's just like listen to this band because they sound like my bloody valentine yeah that's that's such like underselling or you know whether it's it's either it's like you're underselling the band itself or you're like you're like creating this idea that like all you have to do is try and sound like this and people will like your band.
3: Yeah. Is that something that you think about? Is it... It's something that I worry about after the fact. Uh-huh. I think when we're creating, there's never a time where I'm like, I'm going to write this song and make it sound like The Cure or right. make it sound like The Smiths or whatever. Uh-huh. It's just what I like to listen to. It's what yeah. Sarah likes to listen to. We've listened to a lot of New Wave and and a lot of post-punk in the writing period when we were working on that album right. and so I think it very naturally worked its way into our creative process mm-hmm. so yeah I mean it, it it's a little bit I worry about that being a thing where people think that we're just intentionally like ripping off bands or something right because that's not how it feels when I make it uh-huh. when Sarah makes it right and when we all get in a room together and play that's not like it's not ever a conscious thing right it's and just,
0: it's it's an interesting balance, right? The, like, you know, we're, we're working from the same pool as, you know, people who, you know, consume and people who write music. It's like, yeah, it, everybody loves The Cure, like, of course, mm-hmm. and that's a really good way to say, like, you should, if you like The Cure, you would like this, and it's new and it's exciting, and... It's it's faulty, though, in that way, I think. I
3: don't know how else... I'm not sure if there's much of a... Maybe for the sake of efficiency, I think that's kind of what right. happens. I don't know if there's a more efficient way to talk about it. There probably is.
0: Yeah. but You see, you retain this rhetoric stuff pretty well. I don't think it was all a loss for you. <laughs> I mean, it's got yeah. to be quick, right? If it's on the internet, it's got to be quick. You've yeah. got you to get them quick. But... <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Um, you know, I like I, I, I really do like what you do and I like what you say about like the way an instrument kinda opens you up into into a new place because this is something that it's so it's so indebted to exploring within a synthesizer, but I'm not listening to it and being like, Man, someone got a synthesizer for the first time, you know? Yeah. It's very, very well thought out and I think the entire it, it, it's it's so it's so good. Wonderful the way I think your songwriting, like both you know, both of you going from guitar rock and then going into like this like synth place, it works so well. It's such a smooth transition. You both feel like so comfortable doing it and creating within it. Well, I'm glad that. that... <laughs> I'm glad I, that's I, how so, it goes. Sometimes I just I'm just like, you you did such a good job. Well, yeah.
3: I mean, well, it's funny too because when you hear that, it's really nice because making it making that transition definitely didn't feel that way uh-huh but i think that kind of gets back to for me what we were talking about earlier um you know making the album and then figuring it out live yeah it, i think the reason at least the reason i hope that it does come across that way for other people uh-huh. um is because we just pretty early on decided if we're gonna do it we're just gonna do it. we're gonna go all in yeah we're, we can't just like kind of make this yeah. synth album we can't just like sort of throw on a preset patch on right. you know, a synthesizer and be like that's close enough yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, we knew that if we were gonna try and work in that same realm as all of the artists that we loved we had to really explore all of it you know? yeah so there were times where on songs we would layer like you know six or seven different synthesizer parts and then by the end of it, be like, "Oh, that sounds terrible. this isn't how that works but that's fun, that's fun exploration.
0: It is. I can feel that you that you all are like having having a good time with like what you're finding out that you can do with this with this sound yeah one thing I like about that record too is you are both um very specific in what you write about, like the lyrics, reference people and specific places and it's got this really interesting effect how that that specificness like it adds to the mystery of the record i feel like that landscape is so like oral and so so you know like, it, it has that creative energy like disintegration where it's just like, man, everything exists, like, in this universe. And, like, in yours, it's, like, you the specific references that you make to people kind of, like, add this, like, who's that? Like, wh- what are they talking about? And it all sounds like it's part of this, like, landscape of, like, kind of, you know, mystery. It's, like, I don't know if you if you thought about that, like, after the fact or... 'Cause you both you've never been like non specific on what you're talking about.
2: Okay, so my you have a lot. Mine are Clojo. Yeah. And that was just like, I don't know, me like spending too much time on Wikipedia or uh-huh. something. Yeah. Like reading about kings and stuff like that. Hell so yeah. I was just like, Yeah, write uh-huh. a song about this guy. Yeah. And then um and then I think I have Charlie again. Which is no one's ever talked to me about this, but it is a line from "All Dogs Go to Heaven."
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, that is so lovely. What's and the And it's so what's haunting. The
2: um, it's when Charlie dies, uh-huh. and he's trying to get back to, yeah. the, to the real world. So uh-huh. um, it was one of those. You know, it's like one of those things in like children's movies that yeah. really scare you.
0: Oh yeah, sure. Cause like, like what does that a part, that mean? I mean, that's a part
2: uh-huh. where he like and you know, like he ends up in hell at some point. Uh huh. But yeah, um, she he like he takes his watch back and then he he like winds it back up and gets gets back to the real uh-huh. uh wow. universe. But when he's leaving, it's like there's that angel dog and she's uh-huh. like Charlie. You can never come back.
0: Yeah. Wow. It's like really That's a lot to take in, right? Yeah,
2: it's real it was really spooky and it's always been like stayed Uh with me into my adulthood and it's amazing. Right, yeah.
0: And you take it and you take it and you take it without context and then you put it within you know, this record that's like so grey and bleak and it's like, Oh yeah, that's right. We're all gonna die. (laughs) Absolutely. It's gonna take a long time. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's, it's, it's such a great world and, and super exciting too. And like to see like the change that occurs and, you know, just over the course of two LPs, it's like, it's awesome. And I hope that you, I really hope that you continue like that explorative sense, you know, whether it's like further into, into those instruments or into something else, but I think that's, like, that's a super exciting thing. And I was, I was watching you last night and I was like, man, I can't wait till this man fucking plays at a bigger hall and all of those synths are mic'd <laughs> up perfectly. And they just like, you should just do it. Just envelop everybody. Mm-hmm. And then hit them with pink noise.
2: <laughs> and they'll be like, what the fuck just happened to <laughs> me? Drum solo. That'll,
3: yeah. That'll be fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's great having you yeah, Thanks for having us. Nice to have you all morning, too. Yeah, yeah
1: it was really fun. <laughs> was I'm, I was
2: really happy that we got to watch DeGrassi. Yeah, last night I forgot totally. about I forgot about all those characters.
0: So much has happened and is about to happen. You have
2: to watch the new DeGrassi. Yeah, I will. Haven't? It's I on Netflix. I, will.
0: I think I there's like, like three seasons. Jamie and I are like fucking into it, so it's so
2: fun. <laughs> I'll rewatch it and I'll text you. And like, oh my god, Marco, I can't right? Yes, <laughs>
1: awesome. <laughs> oh, huh? yeah.
0: All right. Hey, that was fun. Really, really solid humans. That band is a group of individuals who are making things happen for themselves. And it's inspiring to hear the type of exploration they're doing, to see them pushing themselves as songwriters. And as a band, seriously, such a pleasure having them over, um, you know, during the winter time, I get the chance to talk to a lot of people that I know around Chicago and uh not as many bands are coming into town but this was a really really nice opportunity to you know get the chance to hang out uh with some new people and you know the the um I guess the theme of the of the podcast this week is is having the opportunity to spend time with the the work that people do and and admire it from afar and then just to be around them and to find out that what is being created is coming from really really wonderful honest thoughtful people uh it's really like one of the greatest pleasures that i have doing this thing and then it just makes me makes me so happy and it keeps me going on so thank you so much to sarah and matt for coming by and for sharing themselves and, and just being a total joy. Check out See Through Dresses online. SeeThroughDressesBand.com. SeeThroughDresses.BandCamp.com. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. You can rate it. Uh, write a review. Those are all really helpful to get the visibility of the show up. Uh, tell a friend. Uh, like the page on Facebook. And send me a message on there. I'm on Twitter at betteryetpod. Emails is podcast at gmail dot com. Hit me up. Website is yet dot com. Merchandise is available at betteryetpod.com slash merch. Show is also available on Bandcamp. Better dot com. Listen to my other podcasts, as you were a podcast about alkaline trio uh David Anthony and I are going through every single Alkaline Trio song one episode at a time we're having fun and you know I'm having I'm having fun in general I just I just I feel the need to say it and um it's it's been on my mind a lot lately um this I guess I'm kind of experiencing a a rejuvenation um of of this season and it's this podcast has given me so much. It's brought so many people into my life and it has really created a an energy that um I'm really so thankful for and, and I find myself at times um being caught off guard by the fact that it's that it's mine and um and that comes from getting the chance to talk to a lot of people that comes from putting work into a thing but it also comes from the support that that I've been getting from people who are close to me and from people who are reaching out and and saying things about about the show and that all means so much to me and i am as excited about this podcast as i was before i did episode one so thank you so much for sharing it thank you chloe you want to say something you're an angel come back next week thanks folks
4: To the side, get the comfortable. Click I like the way it rides up. can head it off. Skip a wanted boy. Watching from the sidelines. Wish that she had it. She wished that she had it. Open doors when the keys is albino. Now knock on my door when my stars is a lino. I've been fishing for a minute for a minnow. Only I know that a pawn is a trade and a rookie for a castle like to wish it for a final. Playing hooky for a tassel, spend a minute on a minor. Winds on my window. Ash on my skin when the record low temps feel the wind blow. Only ride rhythm to the tardiest of tempos. Only ride shotgun when the car is a limo. Yeah, she ain't. I crowd surf in a cipher, Scooby in my shower. Take a Uber to my neighbors. Used to pay the piper till Peter picked it better. Now the first thing you should tell us where the hell is all the paper? But memories keep coming back, all the nights that we used to laugh. Wanna know how I used to watch how I used to watch Memories keep playing back, all the nights we used to love. Just wanna how I used to was, how I used, was. Was. How used to watch Memories keep playing back. All the nights we used to love Just wonder how it used to was Just wonder how I used to was Memories keep playing back All the nights we used to love Just wonder how it used to was Just wonder how used to was Just used to was Memories keep playing back All the nights we used to love Just wonder how it used to was Just used to was